Good morning. You're listening to Mud Hut. Coming at you on Wednesday, the 3rd of July, 2019. Please do join me on Instagram at AsherDC, that's A-S-H-A-D-C, or on Twitter, A-S-H, at A-S-H-A-D-C1. Enjoy today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thursday, 4th of July, marks the party for the Americans where they gained independence, however many hundreds of years ago that was. But also, over here on our little island, on the 4th of July, evidently the astrological aspects are hopefully, by all accounts, going to be quite exciting and party-like. So if you're going to indulge, indulge on a Thursday, I think it's going to be a great day or great evening to get out, meet people, meet friends, have a good time and have a blast. That's on Thursday. But up until then, I suppose you might feel like being quite homely, comforty, tasting yummy chocolate and just looking after yourself on the next two days. But Thursday, let's rock and roll. Some of today's episode comes to you from a National Express bus, the 035 to be precise, from Bournemouth to London Victoria Station. That's why in some of the recordings you can hear the rattling of a bus and the wheels and the ambience of being inside a bus. So apologies for sound interference, but that's the great thing about this app is that you can make recordings when you're anywhere even on a National Express bus and I'd like to just say thank you to National Express because for some reason their website flipped back flipped forward a page and booked the wrong day Um, but it was one of the cheap fare tickets which is non-refundable but at the same time the website refreshed onto the wrong page so that wasn't technically my fault but I did get in touch with National Express on Twitter and they responded at first it was an unrefundable situation but when I said I think your website is quite hard to navigate they went ahead and issued me a refund once I showed them what I rebooked a ticket for the correct time sorry morning throat morning frog so yeah so thank you national express for the journey although the toilet did smell quite rancid but the driver was really friendly and it was a relatively quiet bus hooray tuned in to Mud Hut. 
These are today's transits for Wednesday, 3rd of July. This is from 7am UT time. This isn't the Greenwich Mean Time, but we can get a vague trace of where the sun and other planets are positioned on us today here on planet Earth. The sun is currently in 11 degrees Cancer. The moon is currently 7 degrees Cancer. So yesterday and today, moon is still in Cancer. I'm thoroughly enjoying this energy. I'm finding it very warm and fuzzy and loving. Um, I'm seeing with my eyes out on the streets, out in public areas, I, I feel that it's too strong a sensitive, nostalgic, harsh, touchy. It's too sensitive for a lot of people out there. I can see a lot of tears. There was a lady crying on the tube yesterday. She, her eyes were really red and she was just staring at me and I hadn't realised I was bobbing away to Malcolm McLaren on the radio, on my Spotify and I was just sort of looking out the window, bobbing my feet and head kind of thing and she was like sort of staring at me, crying and I sort of caught her eye and she went into her handbag and looked at her phone or whatever but yeah and then my sister and I were at the bus station in Bournemouth and there was a little bit of a row going on and the girl was distraught in tears and yeah so cancerian energy is very sensitive very nostalgic perhaps you're going to say the wrong thing or hear the wrong thing or feel the wrong thing that makes upsets you that triggers you but overall if you're in a good place you're going to really enjoy this energy today and it's building up for Thursday which is going to be also quite an exciting vibration mercury is three degrees leo so like i say this sensitivity mixed in with drama you know i quite i'm quite liking this feeling it's it's it, yesterday and the day before i've been a really lovely vibe in the land so next up we've got mars in leo so mars has in zero degrees leo mars has been in gemini also but now Venus is on 29 degrees Gemini. It's coming out of Gemini tomorrow or the next day very soon. And Venus in Leo is going to be, oh yeah, amped up, definitely. <laughs> it's definitely going to be a change in, in vibration. So I think that a lot of people maybe have been trans feeling a, trans a transition in the last few days, a lot of people like myself has been kind of incubating and rehealing and 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 just being quiet and healing. So this 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 time is time to get out and use that Venus and Mars energy for moving forward and having a more positive moting and regenerating. We've had all this retrograde energy even though at the end of the week we'll be hitting mercury retrograde but that we'll have more on that in other episodes jupiter in 16 degrees retrograde sagittarius saturn in 17 degrees retrograde capricorn got uranus in five degrees taurus uranus saturn in 17 degrees retrograde so that's so important saturn is without being unkind to saturn it's the it's the planet that will kick your butt 
and what with it being in Capricorn in Capricorn retrograde you know it's it's also not easy I feel that actual Capricorns are either having their butt kicked or they are using the energy to move forward and keep on keeping on being strong and getting to where they need to get so Uranus is in 5 degrees Taurus, Neptune is in 18 degrees retrograde Pisces, and Pluto is 22 degrees retrograde Capricorn, and Chiron is in 5 degrees Aries, with the true node in 17 degrees Cancer, and the true Lilith in 18 degrees retrograde Aquarius. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 energies in retrograde, planets, energies, whatever. It's gonna be. I I know it's gonna be a good day, people. It's gonna be. It's gonna be sensitive, emotional, but embrace those things and keep loving one another out there. Tuesday, sixteenth of July, twenty nineteen. Transits. Today's transits, I'm just going to talk a little bit about the Cancer energy we're experiencing Tuesday and Wednesday, 2nd and 3rd of July. So the Sun and the Moon is in Cancer and that's a very soft, mushy energy. feels like pure comfort and I'm feeling quite tingly and sensitive and and mushy myself and I'm a third decan Aquarian. Eclipse season coming along will give you some kind of energy depending on who you are. If you're led by your ego, if you're led by emotions, if you're led by your heart will have different kind of connotations to how it all affects you but cancer is genuinely a sign that is a sign of comfort the moon likes to be in cancer cancer is a a moon sign so the moon seems to be quite happy and the eclipse today generally means that the sun and the moon every now and again end up in exactly the same spot in the currents to our planet and so it looks like they although we won't be able to see it here in the UK but you will be able to see it in America the this energy evidently is going to be quite a special energy, very loving, very very nice if it's if it's manifested in the right way and not not giving yourself the treatment that you need, i.e. self-love and bad thoughts battered away. Just if you're in the right space, 
then you're on the right track at this point. But if you're fighting it and if you don't like things that are happening, you're going to have to keep on with it. So we're looking at double Cancerian energy today and tomorrow. But today I'm, I mean, I'm currently on a bus on the way back to London going through the English countryside. Somebody's turned the air, asked the driver if they can turn the air conditioning off. And they've put the heating on and they've turned it right up. And now I'm gone from goose pimples from my air conditioning heater underneath my seat to actually feeling quite warm and cosy. I think I might have a snooze. That's quite cancer energy. Cancer energy is quite motherly and um, caring. But if you don't like that feeling of sensitivity and emotion, you're not really giving in to your natural default positioning, which is to be that caring person. So I feel like Cancer and Cancer ultimately is a mothering person, but I do find they mix with other things can be quite high maintenance <laughs> in my experience. So we've got um, this interesting Cancer energy today and tomorrow. So I think I might publish this on the Wednesday the 3rd of July so it does count because the eclipse is happening now but I won't put this out till tomorrow so today is the Wednesday 3rd of July Talking about the cancer energy that has been surrounding us for the last two weeks with lots of planets, other planets being in, in cancer as well. I, I do find this subject fascinating, particularly in cancer, particularly with my chart, with me being an Aquarian and then having Taurus and a lot of Aries, Taurus planets in my chart. I don't have any Gemini, any Cancer, any Scorpio. Um, have so it's that it's quite. Um, I'm so I'm quite unique. Obviously, everybody is unique with the reactions to other signs. So that's why I find astrology really fundamentally important to me because it's a guide it's a vague outline how my energy affects other energies and it's as simple as that and the cancerian energy for me from what I've gathered throughout my life has been too high vibrational not high vibrational it's it's been high maintenance it's been the if I've met those energies they're too strong they're too full-on they're too emotional you know and um and they do tend to lean towards the drama and then they sort of and they literally are like a little crab on the beach when you're walking in the sand and you see it and the next minute it scurries off under the sand they really are a crab and today's energy when we're looking at two 
planets, the, the two fundamental planets, the sun and the moon in Cancer. There are people who are born on this day. Are um, Depending what their rising is, I would say, for example, someone like Courtney Love was born sun 17... I mean, considering this may not be her exact date time, rather, of birth, because we can't clarify that. The sun is her sun is in 17 degrees cancer her moon's in 23 degrees cancer her mercury's in 1 degree leo and her venus is in 20 degrees gemini and her mars is in 15 degrees gemini and her jupiter is in 19 degrees taurus and her saturn is in 4 degrees pisces retrograde so she's actually looking at her whole chart going i haven't really mentioned all the other planets like uranus neptune or pluto but looking down, she's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight planets were in retrograde when she was born. But she wasn't born in Mercury retrograde, which is probably why she, with her rising sign in Libra, has this ability to communicate and talk and maybe talk a little bit too much um, and be quite... I remember in the early 90s, mid 90s, she when she did MTV and stuff like that, she would like that Madonna interview when she chucks her compact at her and she's like, Madonna, Madonna, you know, and she's really crass. And she's um, so that that's not typical cancer. That's rising Leo with the mix of cancer. And um, so she had transformed herself from being this this girl that had been brought up by these sort of hippie parents who are quite educated or sort of in the creative industry at least and um felt dejected or oh no apparently she'd been um she was actually a trust fund girl so her authenticity isn't quite punk because she's a trustafarian and um and she probably wouldn't appreciate me saying that but hey i think she's getting older now and and not being so defensive and listening a little bit more to what people are saying and not everybody is attacking her which is what she tended to eject emotionally and her vibration was you're going to attack me that's because she was on the attack quite a lot throughout her upbringing but that's more to do I would looking at her chart with all this cancer gemini energy she's got two major planets in cancer two minute major planets in gemini and then of course mercury in dramatic leo there with one degree but yeah so throwing up the compact to madonna and um and and of course kurt cobain was a pisces moon in cancer also so the combination there i would imagine wasn't perfect but very much a sexual sort of liaison and they probably you know I probably never should have got married but hey she wouldn't be where (laughs) she got the money um but also quite interesting um her band also had similar energies so um Eric who was Eric Erlandson who is a Capricorn, but he has his moon in Cancer as well. So there's a lot of very sensitive, like think of a crab, the, the, the soft, mushy innards of a crab to the hard shell exterior of a crab. It's kind of like a real oxymoron, isn't it? This, this energy. Um, 
And it's very similar to Courtney's chart. She would have been born on a vaguely similar day like today, or her birthday's on the 9th of July, 1964. And um, she was born when um, the sun was in Cancer and the moon was in Cancer, like I say. And um, the sun is in Cancer and the moon is in Cancer today. Uh, there's, there's Leo, Mercury and Leo, like... Yep, exactly like today. She would have been... So, I it just gives me an image of, you know, perhaps her first former tender years of being a baby in the womb and being two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years old would have been fairly, you know, mummy and daddy, you know, okay. And then came the divorce and then came the separation and the new family. And that completely blew that sensitive girl out into the wilderness which is um where she apparently ended up here in england um very early on after being some kind of lap dancer or something in japan with her inheritance that she'd gotten from a relative um and uh interestingly hanging out with the liverpool lot um you know the echo and the bunnymen types and the uh you know all that sort of pete wiley and teardrop explode well she claims to but Gillian Cope sort of is just like whatever you know it's quite interesting I'd love to have been a fly on the wall around those times <laughs> but so she definitely um knew that she had potential but the way she looked was she looked really really like her father who uh if you've seen any photographs of him you'll see that he's hmm, He's, got, he's kind of Jabba the Hutt-esque without being, like, massively insulting to Courtney Love's father. But they're all estranged anyway. But I hope in time, you know, that she will heal. But I doubt it because Paulie Yates didn't really heal with her mum and she blamed her for all these lies all these years without being, you know, not being told the truth about her biological genes, her, her biological father. Anyway, it's all, it's all kind of... We're all a big dysfunctional family here on planet earth no one's perfect but it's interesting to see how energies work within individuals and how you know you can probably relate or not relate to to dysfunctional people you know um or dysfunctional families rather that try to be creative um and interesting her daughter Frances Bean Cobain is a Leo 18th of August and I would imagine that she would have had a completely what practically the opposite of what her mother mentally and physically would have experienced throughout her whole life and here's this she's got her moon in 23 degrees aries so you know she could potentially have this dramatic hollywood lifestyle but actually her moon is in aries so that is the thing that is keeping her grounded for the love of the universe you know, so Leo, Moon and Aries, very strong girl, rising Virgo. Um, super interesting charts here. And what I wanted to add to that episode, because I always get carried away with the facts of people's transits and planets and movements and constellations 
is that, you know, at the time in the 90s, you had all this Pisces energy and this Cancerian energy and this Capricorn energy and Leo energy all doing this grunge scene. And I think Chris Cornell would have been a Cancerian. It's just all kind of like very emotional, very kind of like self-indulgent vibration um, and doing what's, you know, what you feel like doing. And uh, it's quite interesting. I think... um, Recently, the Spice Girls had got back together and <laughs> roughly around the same time. Um, in, I mean, when I say at the same time, I mean the same decade um, when Kurt Cobain decided to blow his own head off. Or if you're, you know, looking from another perspective, did he? Or was it an assassination? We'll never know. Because these things are all fed to us the way it's supposed to be, the way, not supposed to be, the way it is, no, it's just the way it is. Uh, Conspiracy theory or not, uh, he was um, not a happy bunny, to put it mildly, and uh, now actually I think Jerry Spice would have left the Spice Girls late 90s or mid 90s, anyway. The point is, is that she's come back today doing this tour without Posh, may I add. <clears throat> Aries energy. Well, she's got five kids, you know what I mean? She can't muck about. And she's got a, an empire to run, sweeties. Um, so she didn't go on tour. Um, but to be honest, I have to say, there's a Tib- Tibetan monk walking past my house from the, the, uh, the Buddhist Vihara on the top of my road. So nice to see that little bit of Nepal or Tibet just walking past my house. It's just, do you see what I mean? Today's energy is so cosy, so housey, so lovely, so warm, so comforty. I suppose that energy might shatter as soon as I get on my back, bike and go cycling. <laughs> Traffic, sensitivity. Um, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, and she's sort of come back today and said that she basically was a sport brat back then when she left the band she just apparently just said bye girls and the girls were like why is she saying bye we're always together and then then she never came back and they had to go on telly without her i remember that and they were like oh jerry's not feeling very well and she's actually on stage apologized with spice girls and they are looking cracking i have to say i said to my sister they're my age but i wouldn't i don't think i'd be able to run around the stage for an hour and a half singing and looking and and keep I would have just killed over to be frank (laughs) but mind you I don't have a personal trainer and I don't have all those fitness things that that they pay people to do to themselves but that's not that's an excuse because I could just run around the park 1500 times (laughs) um but going back to Kurt Cobain um if he had managed to have survived perhaps he could in retrospect said you know I was a sport brat too you know that Pisces cancer energy is in a lonely boy well everyone's got um a lonely boy brother in their family surely where you know if he had like older sisters or older brothers they could probably could have kicked that shit out of him but um if you're left to your own devices and you know what i think at the time there was lots of other things cooking up with his life you know he pisces genuinely if they're not lit the opposite flip to what they are by nature which is very loyal one woman man they they do tend they they do have a wandering eye 
but if they choose, if they find a female or choose the female have a child with the female they tend to stay with that female but if the female is running off willy-nilly with flipping smashing pumpkins or whatever then you know it's going to be some heartache and uh, it doesn't help that there were addling with the drugs back then i think a lot of these pop stars back then were on the h on the array you know but uh yeah, I'm I'm drifting away from the the point I was trying to make in in that the times were super sensitive and they needn't have been if if all these people had the correct support. And often I remember like when Kurt Cobain um was found in his garage in his house in wherever it is Seattle. I was in um on my way to India. And I was um in Nepal and there was a Californian guy who he, he was making us laugh and he put white sunglasses on and pretended to be Kurt Cobain and he was like, what? In the garage? No! And then, um, yeah, there's that Pisces cancer energy, you know, it's lethal. They really do need to know that they have this sensitivity and um, and not to be bogged down with it. And, and if, I'm hoping that those people maybe there's someone out there listening and has these energies that think you know they have quite walls of emotion that they can't quite cope with uh sensitivities to things anything it could be anything you know that it's just fleeting it's just passing and the the a minute later an hour later it will be very different you know um and therein I kind of like go on to my philosophy that I've been thinking about lately and um, the fact that we, why do we exist? Why are we here? You know, that age old sort of like monk wandering into the wilderness trying to figure out what it all means. But I kind of like think perhaps we're all energies and spirits that sort of we're chosen or we choose to come back to this planet as a human or whatever and we're here to do something. We're here to like learn something, do something, interact with something, be something. Oh, two magpies, hi. Magpies rather. And then when our time's up, we go back into the stratosphere. Our spirit still exists. And then we just go into something else, you know. Um, and our body knows what to do. Our body's our vessel. Because I, I do kind of like think about these things. Cause when, when you see somebody who's died, they're, they're, um, there's four magpies there. It's the, it's the magpie family right in front of me. You just think how the vessel is, where did the energy go? What animated that body? What, what is that spirit? You know, it's, and so it must, it can't be, I mean, the blood pumps around the heart and does, does that move us? And it's just mechanical. There's a spirit, isn't there? What? Why am I talking into this microphone? Why? <laughs> it's like, it's so bizarre trying to figure it out, you know. But I do genuinely think, you know, that we're, we're here for a reason and that it's all, it's our spirit. And that's perhaps why they call it spirituality, because we're trying to figure it out. What is that? And so there's all these theories, you know, in the Bible, whatever books or you know to trying to figure it out but ultimately we kind of all everything is as it, it's supposed to be in a weird and wonderful way
just wanted to flick onto the daily rag, the daily news, and you look at it and it's just really filled with a lot of pain and fear and death. You know, we're talking about, you know, drug overdoses. There's a tragedy as a baby dies today after five days after he was delivered from his mum who was murdered, age 26. And the suspect is believed to be the hooded figure is said to be the father and I just think people out there just every now and again like I do flick onto the news and and just try and think that it's only sensational news that gets written and reported these these things are designed to rot our brains I'm telling you right now you know it I feel emotionally brought down just by looking at those headlines you know if you're not in a good place and you're looking at these things designed to upset you because people really bad things happen all the time you know but why are we focusing why isn't there good news you know and the other side is sensational news where we see you know it girls and and bikinis and love island and you know so there's all the all the all the seven sins as they were you know there's greed gluttony you know and they and they're sort of bombarded bombarded with, with it every day you know and um hatred and focusing on just very superficial superficial trivial things when you know what media should do but it doesn't because it's corporately owned by financial bankers and corporates so but to keep you down so if you're in a state of fear then you're never going to succeed you're going to be like oh goodness I have to go to work because I might lose this or I might lose that I've got to keep up with my payments but you can do those things but live a happier life by not tuning into the negative things because they do resonate with us if we sort of like look at if we went by what we see in our newspapers and thought wow that's this is what the world is doing we'd be not in very good places but you look out the window people and the sun's shining the skies are blue and it's the birds are chirping and people are getting on with their business it's not all doom and gloom is it what I'm trying to say and the media should have a responsibility for trying to vibrate good energy for people to feel like that because the negativity that they put on the tvs on the newspapers or whatever really does have effect on those sensitive peoples especially at sensitive times like this when you've got sun and moon and cancer and super sensitive triggery energies you know um i just i just hope that at some point people get back to looking to planets and guidance from planets and sun and moon and things like that because ultimately the old the old set would use these guides and then it it got disqualified and it got poo-pooed by scientists but then scientists don't know everything everything but then they're looking into quantum physics now and but now they realize that hinduism is closely related to quantum physics so i think that there's a lot to be said about how our ancients looked outwards and saw its pattern on our planet before we came consumed with modern society and technology and um 
it's so easy to let it get you bogged down you know and I want I just want people just to turn off the tv I wish I like I was saying to my sister like my mum would just watch tv and the news she was just fixated by the news you know and I'd be like turn it off go for a walk you know but she just she'd already gone down the rabbit hole of you know getting into it is dopamine isn't it when you're looking at a screen when you're looking at things that's why I like the idea of a podcast because you can listen to something in the background and it'd be more ambient it'd be a voice it'd be something to keep you company you know as opposed to somebody going bah, 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 and bah, 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 and they're gonna be on strike and we're gonna be taking this money and this school's closed down this person's been murdered and this person is critically ill after a stabbing and blah 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 and killing elephants and the extinction of animals or you know it's so much pain you know it's constantly being we're bombarded daily by this pain and um but you know it needn't be like that we can we we do we can feel mindful and disciplined and even something as simple as taking your shoes and socks off and walking on the grass in the park if you can do that you're nearly there just rooting down and uh experiencing the sensation you know our feet are very sensitive and and uh we are like connected to the earth hello there i thought i'd tell you about this event that i've just been to it's called Special Guest and it's a interesting concept where people go up onto the stage and talk for a minute about anything they want and I initially went along to see if there was any thing I can maybe find interesting to do there um i just wanted to see what it was all about really i saw it on twitter saw it was in hammersmith so i checked it out there were really uh a lot of people there i didn't expect there to be a lot of people and it kind of oh by the way i'm on the district line on the way home i have left early i got to the second section but couldn't really see through the end till the third section to be honest it was um well i mean they were quite young and they were talking about things like you know cell um life celebratory things like graduating and things like that and um i felt quite old there really <laughs> and um i'm not really good at public speaking i i love speaking um but it's really good to see young people go out and make the effort to get off their screens and interact with people three people got up and played the piano and uh one guy got up and played sort of quite well and then a girl came up and she did um, a self-composed piece but then this other guy came up and really blew the whole room away I'm, I'm sure whoever was videoing it it's going to be a meme it's going to blow up be viral because his piano playing was 
really pretty, really beautiful, very deep, very beautiful sound he made. Um, overall, I will recommend this night. It's called Special Guest, and it's organised by Kai guy called Matt Weatherall and he's on Twitter and Instagram and um, I didn't quite realise quite how young the whole thing was but it was nice to be into um, a room full of strangers you know um, so yeah and so I think I might think of other things to say about it it was so random one guy was talking about his relationships and th that he wants to be transparent with his relationships. One guy was talking about um, it tried to do comedy, um, and a woman that sat next to me, she spoke about being of an ethnic minority in a privileged land and that you have to work harder and be better. And I, I did see that people really got off on it and people felt really good about themselves. Um, I think as people drink, they will get the courage to go up and do it. But that's sort of like, really, it's kind of like stand-up, you know, like um, when you see on these Netflix when they do um, people sort of lining up to do stand-ups but chicken out because, you know, it is frightening and scary to talk to a room full of people in an audience. So that's where I was this evening. And that's. This is every day. Like, I think that chef's been there for about three or four years, five years. And this is the sort of Gordon Ramsay naff crap that we've had to put up with. And my poor mum couldn't even open a window because she'd be subjected. To that kind of vitriol daily and it's not even cool I don't know what society you would have to be in to tolerate that kind of communication listening to the next door restaurant in the residential area where I live. I'm always writing to the council about their inconsiderate behaviour towards the neighbours. They live above flats and the moon is in Cancer and the sun is in Cancer. So there's a lot of high energy, but this is the norm coming out to you. And 
hope you guys out there can appreciate the kind of disruption we have been experiencing over these years because there's no real real reason as to why humans can, should or do talk to other humans like this it, Whilst I might as well talk about the more of the Cancerian energy because it's overwhelming and it's so evident when you go outside. I mean, as I was coming out from the bus station at Victoria, I spotted a girl and she was definitely living on the streets or was very, very <sighs> unkempt. And she was screaming her head off in Victoria Station and everyone was shit scared of her and there was just no sign of anybody helping her. She was beyond sectioning, like she could have had any kind of weapon and nobody was there. There was no policing, there was nothing, you know. Uh, and that brings me on to just the emotional vibration that I feel that people are experiencing, the misery, this feeling of like, pain I can see it everywhere and it, it's I feel bad because you know I am stricken with grief at the same time but I'm, I'm having waves of grief myself but I'm trying to find a way to live my life even though I'm bereft I'm living in a different world that I lived in 18 months ago but I am trying to move forward and be positive and Yes, I will continue to have those days where I break down. But also, I want to also have happy days that I'm experiencing now. But I can't help noticing pain from other people. Like, for instance, I went into uh, the charity shop I used to work in on Askew Road uh, to say hello to some of my old fellow colleagues there. And one of the members of staff, Tatiana, was there and I used to work with her and she's a lovely Russian lady and, she, you know, she's in her 60s. She should be sort of slowing down, but she works really, really hard. And I came in the shop and I noticed that the, there was only a couple of people in the shop. Um, a lady looking at baby clothes and another lady with a... She was trying on a visor and looking in the mirror and she was just... There was something off about her, but I just put it down to quirkiness. Um, and I was trying to sort of like say hello to Tatiana, but then the lady with trying on the visor was asking to see some earrings, but she was being very bizarre. And I went up close to look into uh, the area behind the till because they sometimes have things hanging up. And I noticed that she was chewing <laughs> wine gums really annoyingly, but deliberately so. And I thought, oh no, this. This girl's, this girl's got mental health issues and there's nobody with her and there's nobody to... Um, the next thing I know, she's thrown money at Tatiana, who's behind the till, and uh, tried to leave the shop. Well, I've never seen a 60-odd-year-old, 65-year-old woman move so fast. She was like a flipping wrestler, like a flipping giant haystack. She'd gotten the girl and she said, no, you can't leave without paying... She was like, I've paid you money. And she wasn't from London, she was from up north. And um, 
Tatiana put, she was in flip-flops and she put her foot in front of the door and the girl was no match for her and couldn't open the door. And she was like, give me those things that you've stolen now. And then the woman, the girl, I say girl, she must have been about 21, 22, maybe 24. Um, She was um, like beyond sectioning again this moon lunar moon um and started attacking tatiana and tatiana was just in control of the whole situation and this woman viciously attacked her scratching her arms um she had several very very nasty scratches on her upper arm and lower arms and this is the point i'm going to try and take to say here about the policing in london which is very different Over the last 10 years, I'm absolutely horrified to find that when she phoned the police, there was no police to come. She gave all the description. They asked how much she took or how much things were value. And they said, if she comes back, let us know. What if she comes back with a knife? What if she comes back with a gun, you know, whatever? Or, you know, there is no police. And I find that unsettling as well as frightening you know a few years Russell Brand was trying to do a campaign to save the firemen and it's only when things happen to you then you realize there's no support you know um that it's absolutely scary and the austerity and the government is to blame and nobody wants to hear that and nobody's going to hear this because there's going to be an algorithm that, that that mutes what I'm talking about But that's what everyone's sick to the back teeth of out there, scared for their children, for their own safety, because there is this terrible backlog of people with mental health issues that absolutely have no care and support. And it's been happening since the late 90s with the care and community thing. Um, And it's not right. You've been listening to Mud Hut, a podcast coming from Anchor FM, the app available out there for you to also do a podcast. There's room for everybody. So join in the podcast revolution. Get off your screens and listen. Tune in to me on Instagram, AsherDC, or Twitter at AsherDC1.